Hey guys, welcome back. It is a balmy night in Toronto. I'm recording this at night and it's it's really friggin' hot. I'm trying not to sweat out everything in my body, but uh, it, I am failing. I, I am failing at that today. <laughs> I can't complain. I'm not going to complain, actually, because it was so awful. This winter was awful. If you were in Toronto, I don't know, maybe if you're somewhere else um, in Canada, this was the case for you as well. But it was just constantly gray and raining and... Uh, or snowing and cold, and I just couldn't deal with the gray. So I, I, I am taking in all of this sunshine with open arms. I don't care if I sweat my face off. I don't care what my hair looks like. And and this is saying something, guys. Um, screw it. So I, I'm sorry I complained. I take everything I said back. Um, I'm just saying it's balmy. It's balmy, but I'm ready for it, guys. I really, I'm here for it. <laughs> okay, so. Um, this week's question, uh, well, I, again, I, I'm always tackling the most popular comment. I've got several questions on this, actually, um, is on nap transitions. Uh, and you have probably uh, it messaged me about this on Instagram. Uh, I'm at Baby's Best Sleep, by the way. If you're finding me through <clears throat> iTunes, I do have a, uh, a pretty active Instagram and I give lots of good tips. So that's at baby's best sleep. Um, but if you've messaged me through Instagram or sent me an email, um, thank you so much. I love these podcast questions. It really informs the work I do. And it's kind of like being an old parent sometimes that I think I know what people want to hear. Um, and I, to some extent I do cause I do this work. Um, but it's really good to know what is, is top of mind. Um, naps, for sure, are, are top of mind for many people because um, they're tricky. They're tricky for me. Uh, I, I never overpromise with naps with clients. I always tell clients, like, look, this is going to take some time. Um, your nights are going to look really gorgeous, but your naps are are the mountain, right? They're the the hill is actually the nighttime, which is not, which is not fun. Have I said that on this podcast before? I'm prob I'm hoping not to repeat all of my, my one liners, but I'm going to, I'm going to. And then clients of mine will be like, Oh my God, Amanda, you said that to me already. So sorry guys. I, I repeat myself. <laughs> um, Okay, so this question comes from Nikki, and she says, uh, Hey, Amanda, I am loving the podcast. I hope that you can do one on nap transitions. I believe my eight-month-old daughter is ready to transition from three naps to two, but I have no idea where to start. Thanks so much. Okay, um, Nikki, thank you once again so much for for reaching out with this question. Um, and you are not alone. I got lots of questions on transitioning to one nap um, from three to two, from four to three, when to do it. And it all seems really, really scary, uh, which I totally understand. Um, so I, I think that, you know, first things first, um, I, I'm a, a huge believer in a problem is only a problem if it's a problem. And, and Nikki, you didn't actually mention this directly, uh, that there was a specific problem, but you did allude to your daughter being ready. Um, and there are some signs of readiness that kids do try um, or do do show. I mean, if, if 
you are eight months, you have an eight month old baby and they're on three naps and your life is good and you're loving your life, then I don't think that you actually need to do the transition. Um, there are usually clear signs from your baby that they are ready to make that transition. Um, so again, don't rush is, is my first advice for everyone. Don't rush because so-and-so's baby is your age and born two days apart and they're on two naps and you know, they're living their best life, blah, blah, blah. Um, so, so just be wary of that. I did have a client once. It was funny. Um, she had called me. Um, we did our work. It was actually twins. Um, we did our work together and things were going well. And she called me about three, three months later. And she was like, Amanda, the twins are eight months and they're still on three naps. And I was like, okay, well, talk to me about how long they are. Well, they're about an hour each. Okay. Are they falling asleep? Okay. Yeah, they're, they're doing well. I'm like, well, let's just leave it. She's like, okay, well, let's have the call anyway. Let's do it next week. So I have a plan. I'm like, okay, no problem. So literally we go and we get on the call and she's like, oh, okay. We've had some very clear signs and um, actually they transitioned quite nicely on their own. And we'll talk about what that would look like as well. Um, okay. So first things first. So nap transitions, um, they can be tricky because sometimes kids just protest naps, right? Naps suck. Uh, the, the light outside is bright. Uh, kids like light. We are all, uh, we all see the sun and we're like, yes, I want to be awake. I don't want to sleep. I will never sleep ever again. Um, and our children are very biologically linked to the sun. So, um, naps for everybody are trickier. They are usually, when your child is going through some sort of developmental leap, they're the first to be hit. So suddenly they'll start protesting a nap when they go down, or they never did, or their naps get super short. That would be common leap behavior. So make sure that you have downloaded the Wonder Weeks app on the App Store. They should sponsor this podcast. I'm going to reach out to them. I, I say that every week. I think I need to start taking notes while I do my podcast to remember everything that I say. I try to listen to my podcast after, but it's me talking and that's mortifying. See, I'm writing this down right now. Wonder Weeks. Okay, so the Wonder Weeks app will tell you when your child is going through a developmental leap. Now, just because they're in a developmental leap doesn't mean that there will be some sort of uh, sleep issue, but there might be. So that would be my first spot. If if your child is suddenly rejecting an app, um, which is a common sign that they are ready to transition, before you do transition, check that they're not in a leap first. If they are in a leap, give it two weeks. Give them some time, persistence, um, you know, maybe adjust the wake windows a little bit, and we'll talk about that uh during this podcast as well, but I wouldn't be rushing to get rid of the nap just because of a three-day process. Sometimes leaps can be difficult and um, it can take about two weeks and then and then you'll see a change. Um, so yeah, I guess the first sign would be protesting a nap. And that doesn't mean they've always protested a nap you know, if they've always protested every sleep situation, then it's probably not related to getting rid of a nap. Um, I would probably just call me if that's the case. <laughs> Definitely call me. Um, but uh, yeah, sorry, just going back to um, the the rejection of the nap. So it'll, it'll be something like they really, really start protesting that nap. So, um, you know, they don't seem tired at the nap. So when you go to put them down, they legitimately, they're protesting because they may be undertired. Um, 
So again, my, my first course of action in that case would be extending the wake windows. So for most kids, um, again, this is general advice based on what I see mostly. I do see outliers in every age. So don't hear this and immediately try to take your kid off whatever nap they're on. If it's working, I wouldn't change anything. Um, but generally what I see is, uh, between you know, a newborns, I mean, they're sleeping all the time, but generally we're at like four to five naps, uh, four to six month olds are, are, uh, generally on three to four naps, uh, four naps, usually for four and five month olds. And then even some six month olds are ready to go down to two naps. Um, but at six month olds, I would say, you know, between two to three naps, um, seven to 12, or I would even say seven to 15 months old. We were looking at two naps for quite some time. So one in the morning, um, and one in the afternoon. Um, and uh, yeah, and, and we don't want to rush these transitions because if we do rush them and baby isn't getting adequate daytime sleep, it might start to impact your nights or you might start to have overtiredness that builds over a long time. Um, and then you start to get early mornings and, and more protests before bed. Um, so, you know, that's the general idea. Um, so I would say that if you are, you know, at eight months, it would be very appropriate, Nikki, for your child to be at two naps. Um, but I would look for one that that resisting of the nap or looking really, really undertired. Um, the other sign that they're ready to transition is actually a shorter nap. Um, so that's when a baby falls asleep and then is, you know, despite your best efforts of uh, you're not helping them to sleep because you listen to my crap nap podcast already. So you're not going to do that, right, guys? Um, you're not going to help them to sleep. You put them down completely independently. Um, there's nothing else helping them to sleep. And they're consistently having shorter than average naps. So between 30 and 45 minutes when they usually have an hour. And an hour is a good amount of time for a nap. Um, so if your child is getting about an hour, that, that looks good to me. Um, so we want to, yeah, those are generally the two signs and, and that it's consistent protest of the nap or consistent early wake. So I actually just this week, um, dealt with a client with this problem. Um, she had dealt with, you know, almost three weeks of a really short, um, second nap and she didn't quite know what was going on and wanted to know if the baby needed to go down to one nap, but the baby was 10 months old. And that that's really early. A uh, 10 month old is very unlikely to go five or six hours. Um, um, you know, before bed or first thing in the morning, it would be very challenging. So I advised against that. Um, so that brings me to my my first tip here, guys, is that before you do any nap transition, the first step would be to extend the wake window. And this is after, you know, there's been several days of, of nap rejection. So, you know, three to three to five days of saying, F you, mom or dad, I'm not doing this. Uh, then you're going to just want to extend the wake window. Um, people are really freaking afraid of doing this. I can't like... I can't convince people to extend their wake window sometimes because we've all been drilled into how horrible overtiredness is. You know, like if your baby is overtired, it is the ultimate bad thing in the baby sleep world, right? Um, when in actuality, it is hard to make your baby overtired to the point where it is that dismantling. Like, 
So let me give you an example. So let's say your child is, um, you know, your child is typically is eight months and they're typically going down every two to two and a half hours. And then at the two and a half hour mark, they start to show, um, you know, sleepy signs. So we panic, we just put them to bed. Um, if they get overtired, it's probably going to mean more protests at the next sleep situation. That's fine. Um, but they're not dealing with chronic overtiredness. If you have a baby that's sleeping all throughout the night and generally well during the day and getting like taking their sleep pressure off, they are not going to die when you keep them up 30 to 30 minutes to an hour. So I hope that's really reassuring to you. They are going to show signs that they're ready to go to bed. Um, and we might actively have to push them to that point, um, which can be, you know, I, I've been at home with two babies. It sucks to just hang out longer with a baby that's cranky, right? Um, for those of you making those transitions now in the summer months, um, take your baby outside, expose them to the sun, bring some water toys outside, let them play with the water a little bit, even touching it and feeling them. It, it wakes it wakes them up. It's a great sensory activity um, and it's fun for you. It's something different. Change up your environment, you know, go to a different spot in the house where you play. You know, if you're always in the living room, maybe moving to your bedroom or baby's bedroom to play, um, which is change it up and, and, you know, put a lot of questions in baby's head to keep them awake. So I, I yeah, I, you do, and you will have to push those wake windows. Um, I will link to the blog that I posted with my wake window chart in it. So you can take a look at what's most appropriate for your child and where they, where they could be based on their age and stage. So first I'm going to ask you to push out the wake window. Now for, um, I would say many of you transitioning from three to two naps, that should be about enough to push out that third nap. So for example, I assume Nikki, that if you are getting three naps a day in, uh, you have a shorter wake window of about two to two and a half hours. So then when you push out that wake window, um, it, it is going to be a little bit challenging for you to get there. And then you're probably going to have two shorter naps. My ruler, uh, my rule of thumb is if that last nap ends after two 30 and you're like, you don't think that you can get another nap in. Cause like a three hour wake window at that point would give you a nap at five 30. And why would you do that? So we would have to plow forward with a longer wake window before bed, which is totally fine to do in those cases, your child can have a longer wake window before bed. Cause they're just about to embark on hopefully 12 hours of sleep, 10 to 12 hours of sleep. Um, so I think that's all, that's all fine and good. Um, so, so do that. You might have to have an early bedtime. Um, no problem. If you were trying to transition from, you know, four to three naps, uh, again, this is really going to help you as well. It should happen naturally when you push out the wake window. Um, so I, I mean, I never hear about a four to three nap transition because it usually happens because the naps get longer and the wake window gets longer. So um, for many people going from three to two naps, this can be tricky because at first their babies might not be sleeping so long because they are micro overtired. Notice the word usage of the modifier micro uh, because they could be overtired Um but, you know, that just might mean some shorter sleep in the moment, but it definitely, it definitely should get better. Um, 
So, yes, I just have to collect my thoughts there. So you're going to push out that nap. If you've done the wake window and that still hasn't happened, um, like the, the nap hasn't gone away on its own, you might want to think about introducing a four schedule. So that's basically picking a couple times and putting your baby down at the same time every day. So my Typical times are between 9 and 10, depending on on what time they wake. So if they're waking at around 6, you're probably going to do your nap closer to to about 9. And if they wake at around 7, then it's probably a 10 a.m. nap. So that generally looks for most clients like a 9 and 1 nap schedule and a 10 and 2. And you're kind of just forcing it. So Nikki, if you are... Um, if you are, are doing that, uh, if you're pushing out the wake window and it still hasn't helped with your baby, then you can force the schedule and kind of make it happen. Um, so yeah, that's that. Uh, before I talk to you about uh, the transition to, to, um, to one app, I do want to remind you that I always do a free discovery call for those looking for uh, some guidance and working with a consultant. So during my discovery call, uh, I go in depth. I have, I do a little mini evaluation with you to kind of figure out what the issue is. Uh, I talk to you about what the issue is. Um, and then we can talk about what working together looks like. So I'm going to tell you as much information as I can without, you know, having a proper evaluation. Um, but yeah, it's an important step in working with a consultant. And again, working with a consultant means that sleep training and helping your child sleep isn't a horrible, horrendous, ongoing thing. Most of my clients are sleeping in three days or less. Uh, and I have a real, like, I, I have very happy clients. You can look at my uh, reviews. Um, they're very telling. So that's www.babiesbestsleep.com slash 15 mins. That's one five M-I-N-S. And that'll get you on the phone um, with me or one of my team talking about um, what we can do to help you sleep. Okay. So now that I've given you my little advertisement for me, <laughs> um, the the two to one nap transition is a doozy because most kids are not quite physically ready to go five or six hours or they've just never been awake that long ever in their whole life. So to do it is, is tough and a bit of a stretch. Um, I just remember with, you know, my first daughter, like taking her outside and like putting her in a pool to be like, please stay up, please be awake, please stay up. Um, and it was really, really challenging. So there's probably going to be lots and lots of falling asleep in Cheerios and, you know, eating or just sitting down and then kind of falling asleep. That's all okay. Um, this is something that you can do one of two ways. Um, the slow and steady way is basically just pushing like, you know, pushing that first nap to like 10 and then 1030 and then 11 and then 1130 over a few days until you get to that one lunchtime nap. <clears throat> People are always really concerned about when they feed their child. Like, should I feed them before? Should I feed them after? Um, what do I feed them 
Um, I generally do lunch before, like a nice solid lunch and, and put them down um, just so their belly is nice and full. And then you can do a snack after. Um, when we transition to the first nap with uh, our first, um, <laughs> it's so embarrassing. I can't believe I'm going to share this with you. It was such a dumb moment. But <clears throat> we noticed that she was super cranky after her nap and like really mad. And we're like, God, she's awful. And then one day my husband's like, hey, do you think she's hungry? And we're like, yeah. <laughs> and it was like two weeks of us walking around with the crankiest, you know, one-year-old who can't tell us that she's hungry. Um, and so we added the snack after the nap and it made all the difference, got her to bedtime. Um, she became a human again, all very nice things, all, all bonuses. <laughs> so yeah, definitely feed them a snack after. Um, and then depending on the nap length, so because they've never slept longer than an hour, hour and a half during the day, um, you might get a shorter nap when that happens. Uh, in that case, you might want to do a quiet time in the crib where you give them a few toys in the afternoon around two or three um, and, and kind of let them take the edge off. They might fall asleep. I would cap that nap at maybe like a half an hour um, and then do bedtime. And if they, or you can skip that and just do um, an earlier bedtime as needed. Uh, so yeah, it is a bit of transition. The other option is just going for it. You know, um, I know that a lot of clients have done that before I became a sleep consultant. That's what I did with my children. Um, I was like, okay, you go to bed at 12 now. Uh, and it's, it's, you know, it's, I don't, I don't think we had any problems. Um, a lot of people don't like the idea of that, but I don't see any huge issue, um, except your child being very tired. Right. Um, and that is an issue. So choose your own adventure there, guys. I don't think that there is a right or wrong way. Um, and they're going to be fine. They're going to be just, just fine. I promise. Um, yeah. So Nikki, I hope that answered your question. I think at eight months, it's completely appropriate for, for you to, to have that, uh, two nap schedule. Um, and hopefully there are some strategies here for you to implement that pretty successfully. Um, I'm going to link to some blogs that I wrote on naps in the podcast notes. I'm going to make sure to do that. Um, what else do I want to tell you? What's coming up? Um, I, I'm honestly not sure. I can't remember what else is happening. I think when you're going to be listening to this, I will be in my group coaching um, or actually maybe not. I think it'll be, yeah. If I still have spots in my group coaching, you should definitely look at it. It's the best thing I do. It is so awesome. Um, you can sign up at www.babiesbestsleep.com slash GC sign up. That's G C S I G N U P. Um, and that will get you a direct link to sign up to whatever's left. Uh, at this point, about two weeks out, I only have spots in my newborn and four to six month old coaching. Um, everything else is sold, uh, including one four to six month old coaching. That's usually my most popular time. Um, 
you are going to be uh, doing awesome sleep work with me. You have my ear every day in our secret Facebook group. I check in with the group every day. I create a group plan for spe- uh, specifically for your group. Um, and then we do an hour-long weekly conference call with me on Zoom talking about any of your sleep issues. Um, you will be, it is exactly like working with me, except you're not working privately with me. So you get all my resources, access to my private Facebook a group after um, and past member pricing. So if you've ever worked with me, I do micro calls and mini calls for clients that have got off track and you don't have to buy a whole package. That's not something I offer to the general public, um, but it is on offer for those who who have worked with me in the past. Um, so group coaching, uh, by this point, unfortunately, you have missed the early word, but it's $395. You are saving $200 working with me in this way. Um, And I highly recommend it. It's the best thing I do every year. It's a highly rated, highly reviewed. I'm happy to connect you with anyone that I've worked with. Um, If you've gotten this long in the podcast, bless you, bless you. You're amazing. Um, Again, last push, less less self-promoting thing. If you like this podcast and want it to keep happening, I would love for you to rate, subscribe, write a few words for me. Even if it's, I like podcasts, that's good enough. Apple doesn't know. They don't even read. They just see that you wrote. And that's that's literally good enough for me. If you, if someone actually writes, I like podcasts, I will high five you. I'll find out who you are and high five you in person. Um, thanks so much, guys. Uh, keep those questions coming. I get lots every day. I won't be able to answer them all, but I, I need to know what the public demands. So keep those questions coming. Thanks to Nikki. Um, if you have anyone that you would like to hear from in a sleep perspective on my podcast and you want me to reach out to them, um, someone that you follow, someone that's cool, someone that you want me to have a conversation with, send me that email too. I'd love, I'd love to know what's on your mind. Have a good one, everyone. Sleep well. Bye.